Okay, so Esther, we're in your house and we're going to do a fun little episode and answer some listener questions. Let's do it. Okay, so I posted on Instagram asking the Glomies for questions. So can I just hit you with some of those? Please hit me some. Okay. JTC Murphy asks, what's the best breakfast you've ever had? Ever had? Damn. Ooh, that's a hard one. We had a really good breakfast together in, at that restaurant Dimes in New York. That was so good. It was like a pudding. It was like a porridge. We got like yeah. two different spins on porridge. One was like fruity and had big blueberries in it. And like, it was, that was a really good restaurant. That was Shout out to Dimes. Dimes. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Dimes in New York. I went to this, I mean, I'm coming in, look, when someone asked me my my favorite breakfast period. I do not have an answer for that, but I can give a lot of good breakfast. Yeah. I have one that, of course it's not vegan, but this is, I've like slowly reintroduced eggs and fish into my diet over the last Mm. six months or so. And there is one thing that is on most breakfast menus everywhere you go mm-hmm. that it is my go-to order. I will get it everywhere that I try. It's there, it's different everywhere, but it's always amazing. Huevos Rancheros. Oh my this is, God. This is the, or I found my order at, a, at every place. Oh my God. You've got the over medium eggs. You've got hopefully a crunchy tortilla, mm. a salsa, some, maybe some beans, a fucking green salsa. Like I'm projectile squirting. I always say right now, no cheese. You know, if there's any dairy on it, oh, I don't get yeah, that. Who needs that? That's definitely my, I have a go-to breakfast that I've been loving. Actually, this is the perfect place to talk about it. I've been making this almost anytime I have like more than five minutes to make breakfast. I make hard, two hard boiled eggs and I have the perfect, I figured out how to make hard boiled eggs. It's so easy. Tell us. You bring the water to a boil on the stove. When it's boiling, you put in your eggs, you make sure the water comes back up to a boil mm-hmm. and then you turn off the heat and cover the pot, set a timer for 10 minutes and then you rinse them off, put them in a bowl with ice. You've got hard-boiled eggs. Wow. So I put those with – I get a wasa cracker. Have I brought you into the cult of the wasa cracker? You've, like, danced around it for a while. There are these thick, rustic, wheaty crackers. Rustic's the key word here. They've got a real thickness and a crunch to them. Spread hummus or whatever you have in your – whatever you have in your fridge, like an eggplant spread – Put your hard-boiled eggs on that. Slice up some fresh tomatoes. That is my new dream savory breakfast. I've been having it so much. Really? Protein, the crunch of the wasas, some kind of tasty garlicky or hummusy spread. 
It's got the wetness. It is. It has become a big breakfast for me. I mean, I'm inspired right now because I'm I'm picturing that cracker, but it's I'm like out hummus, store bought hummus. Oh, it's homemade. We do homemade. Excuse me. We've been making homemade hummus in my apartment. Are you serious? My roommate makes it. I can't take the credit, but it seems pretty easy. Really? He oh, soaks no. chickpeas overnight, dry chickpeas. And then mixes it with tahini and water and like garlic in the Vitamix. And then there's fucking homemade hummus every week. I'm really blessed that he makes that. That is amazing. It's so good. <gasps> I was thinking maybe some smashed avocado on a wasa cracker. So good. That sounds really good. Or there's this random sauce that I've gotten at Whole Foods. I've only seen it at Whole Foods in LA. It has a very embarrassing name. It's called Dave's Bitchin' Sauce. And I don't even know what's in it. It's like nutritional yeast, lemon juice. It's so good. This random-ass little tub of sauce, that to me would be a good hummus replacement. Such a good hummus replacement. But I do think that those hard-boiled eggs are that protein-y bomb Mm. you need to get you through lunch. Yeah. To lunch. Yes, yes. Not through lunch. Oh, God. (laughs) Not through lunch. Okay, we've got a lot of fun questions. I posted in the Facebook group. I posted a picture of Esther's pantry right now, which is, Esther, you look like a doomsday prepper with how much <laughs> almond milk you have. I'm counting. I've always Oh, wanted. I mean oat milk. It's There's 20, at least 20 cartons of oat milk in your pantry right now. I didn't want it to be that way, but for to, in order to achieve an unlock free shipping, I had to order four cases of the oat milk that I like, which is the Pacific brand barista edition. Mm. And yeah, I have a lot. Am I selling it off to my friends? Sure, I am. Yep. Mm-hmm. Still waiting on the Califia what's, Farms what's oat milk. What's the running rate? What's the current rate for a friends and family discount on an oat milk from Esther's Pantry? I think it's anywhere between $3.50 and $4. <laughs> okay, so... Oh my God. So we have got some great questions here. Okay, from Samina Fazli, Samina or Samina wants to know, where are we going for glowy, reasonably priced clothing these days Mm. besides big dogs, she asks. (laughs) Thank you for adding that. Um, I want to give a shout out to thrifting in general and the joy of thrifting. Finding the off the beaten path thrift stores in your city like I go to this one in Los Angeles called I think Valley Thrift and it's in an old circuit city. It literally remember like what a circuit city yeah. looks like? It's like the red tall thing. It's just completely been gutted and turned into a giant thrift emporium. And if you give yourself an hour and you go with some friends who love to thrift, I will always walk out with like and I don't go with the goal of like filling up my bag and getting as much as I can. It's like really mindful thrifting. Something has to look perfect. You know, it has to like obviously hopefully be like stain free and something you can like really wear or, you know, you can go home and wash and get whatever out. But something that's just different, fits well. Like I'm really into men's and like big jackets right now. I think jackets really like tie a look together. Mm. So I've been like trying to go thrifting to like up my jacket game. You know, I just love thrifting and I'm just such a big fan. I want to off of that say that for me, the late, the latest thing I've been doing for getting new clothes is also old t-shirts, which I either get from thrift stores or ones that I've been digging out just through my whatever old clothes. And then I get them tailored. Tailoring is so important. 
I, I think I've talked about this before, but it's like, I finally realized why I hated shopping my whole life. Nothing fits me right. Nothing looks good on me. And then when I go on a show like crazy ex-girlfriend and there's a tailor literally like adjusting every single outfit I wear pants from H and M, like every, everything I wear on that show is tailored so much. And it just opened my eyes like, oh yeah, nothing like I'm not, nothing's going to just fit me perfectly. So for me, it's about, I'll get, I'll take like 10 t-shirts that I've been wanting to wear, but that don't look right on me. Take them to a tailor, bring two of my favorite shirts the way that fit me the way I like Mm. and ask them to match them to these shirts as best they can. I have been trying to get t-shirts tailored like you do, but do you, I'll get the tummy taken in or taken up. Mm-hmm. What do you do with the sleeves? Do you just leave them as is or are you getting those shortened too? Because sometimes I had now have a thing where the sleeves are long and like the tummy's short. It depends. So I have a girl that does it for me and I kind of tell her to use her best judgment. So she'll do, so maybe if I give her 10, like two of them, she'll do something to the sleeves to make them either thinner or shorter. But most of them, they just leave as is. They just crop. Mm, I, shout out to tailoring. Mm. I have, pants it's pretty much almost like 50 percent of my pants are tailored taken up a couple inches and it makes a difference people comment at work all the time on like where did you get those pants like they fit you so well where do you buy pants and i'm like girl these are from fucking urban outfitters and they are tailored within an inch of their life it makes such a difference on a short girl especially like bringing things up so they're like hitting you right at your actual ankle it's so flattering it's so slimming just throwing that with a pair of sneakers it just for me as a fellow short girl, it just elevates the whole game. It's really, that's like, that's where you put the money. I'd rather have something like a little less expensive and have it fit me right. Agree, agree. But I'm telling you, once a month, go with your friends thrifting and get like Can one. Can I like get, get an invite on the next one? Esther, please, I would <laughs> love for you to come to the Circuit City, the Circuit City thrift store. What city is I, that Last in? week when we were, not last week, when, last time I went, we saw this guy pull out the craziest Lana Del Rey t-shirt from a rack, <gasps> and it was like a off-brand, it was like a janky uh-huh. tour t-shirt, and we were like just hovering near him, just hoping he would put it back. He did not, <laughs> but just, there are just so many surprises that await in the magical world of thrifting. That but you got to come so with your fun. patience. Got to bring your hand sanitizer for after. Can you and I do an L.A. staycation day where we just, like, bop around town and get all the best coffees and shops? I feel like, I don't know, you are really my best travel buddy, which is, it's not appropriate, to be honest. (laughs) It should really be. I should be your worst. (laughs) That's so sweet, though. I want to do that. I really want to go thrifting with you. Ooh, that would be so fun. Oh, and the kids section in the thrift store, which you can definitely hit. There, (laughs) There can be some hits in the kids section, girl. Thank you. Okay, so... Another... Okay, I have have a question for you. This one I'm really excited to ask you. This is from Sus Mitchell, Mm. and they ask, Esther and Caroline, what are your best productivity tips? Oh, God. I know. To-do lists. I have a constant to-do list in my notes app, so it's on my computer. It's, It's always up. It's on my phone. It syncs on both. And I'm constantly running a to-do list. If any little thing pops into my mind, if I have to send in a bill, if I have to send in a signed release waiver to like release medical forms, like all those little things that have to get done, they are on that to-do list. And it's on my phone. It's on my computer. So wherever I am, I can always pop it in. And that's really wow. the only way I keep myself accountable and like check things off. That's great. I, I 
you are on your shit. I mean, there are some people do crazy kinds of lists, like have a planner or have like, I feel like there's like, there's kinds of lists you can do. Like, have you seen people like influencers post about what's it called? It's like nesting lists or like, Oh, bullet, bullet journaling or something. Maybe it's like, there are so many different kinds of ways for productivity, but that's just like too complicated for me. For me, it's just all about that running to-do list that's synced across all electronic devices for me. I I need to pick up on that because that sounds really good. I have one tip that isn't necessarily specific to productivity, but it is specific to, in my mind, like getting over a block. And for me, it's that one thing that I've learned this past year was a really good way to combat the negative voices. So like if let's say I want to write something or go do a set or whatever it is you might want to do, there'll be a voice in my head that's like, you can't do that. You're not good enough. You're not this enough. And I've just decided that instead of fighting that voice, I embrace it. I'm like, okay, you're so Esther, yeah, you're not you're not smart enough to do that. But okay. Oh my god. Maybe that's true. And I'm I'm it's not gonna stop me from trying anyway. So really just like taking in the fear or the negative voice, being like, okay, you may be right, but I'm just gonna keep going anyways. I love that. It's been so helpful because those voices pop up way more than you think. Mm, I really love that. Okay. This is a straightforward skincare question. This is just like, boom, one and done, one answer. Darren Cardinal wants to know best face mask or sheet masks. I know, Esther, are you masking? You're kind of like not ever a big mask girl, right? Yeah, but I still have a few that are on my list of to try. One of them is that Dr. Jart one that we got. I haven't tried it yet, though. Did you try it? The ceramide in the yellow package. Oh, that's a great mask. I have a feeling that one's going to be When my skin was a little drier from Accutane, that bitch was an immediate glow maker. I really love sheet masks, especially now that my exfoliation has gone up from doing more K-beauty. I find that popping on a sheet mask when I have time in a dream world, I would do one every night, but let's just be honest, don't mm-hmm. have the time. I really think that uh, my OG fave, I love that snail mucin in the brown package. I can't remember. If you just search snail mask on Amazon, it's like in a, it's like in a light brown package. I just think snail is like, it's hydrating, it's anti-acne, it's healing. Like it doesn't, it does everything you need an ingredient to do. Hmm. I love the snail. I, I like use I've snail had, essence every night still. I feel like I've reacted poorly to snail in the past. Really, it's really good. It's like a light hydration step. It doesn't doesn't break me out. I really love snail. Um, I would say for me, I'm really just lathering up an oil. I know that's not a fun, exciting or cute answer, it but it's cute. all about just like oil, oil, oil all over. Let it sink in um, as long as you can. That's a mask in itself. That's like yeah. making your own mask. In a way. Um, let's see. Here's one. What is your current hair care routine and favorite products for hair? Esther, well, I know you have a big shift right now. I don't know. I am figuring that out. By the way, Glomies, if you have short, short hair tips, please let me know. We're talking like, is your hair quite shoulder length? No. It's, it's, it's an inch. It's a couple inches shorter than your shoulder. Yeah. Oh, I, I really need tips for bangs. But yeah, by the way, I have bangs. When the bangs are fully styled, Esther, are they straight across? 
No, I don't think I'm going for that straight. The straight across doesn't work for me, I don't feel. Mm -hmm. But a side, what I'm finding is the side part is... A side part. Yeah, that's helping. Oh, that's hot. We love a side part. My hair routine is pretty simple. I either, I get out of the shower, I brush my hair before getting into the shower because your hair is more prone to breakage once you're once it's wet mm-hmm. oh yeah never brush your hair when it's wet oh i mean sometimes the, the wet dry brush i do i will do that i but. still think that thing like snaps my damn hair <laughs> so i get out of the shower and i spray either the way wave spray or i use bumble and bumble i think it's called no blow dry it's like a cream that you rub in your hands and put in your hair and it's like a no heat styling defrizzer Mm. And I put my hair in a claw clip as always and let it dry in the claw clip and it makes it dry frizz free and gets in, gives it a nice wave. I know these are that was a boring answer. No, no, that was we look, we need it. These are questions. We gotta answer them. Liv Kate Arnotts asks best lip balms. My lips are dry as fuck at the moment and need some loving. Okay. Mm. I'm gonna tell you right now. And Caroline, I'm so curious if you've tried this yet, but the Drunk Elephant Lip Balm is one of my favorites, as well as the Dr. Bronner's Lip Balm in Lime. Let's see. I, the, the amount of lip balm that you are able to try. I mean, I how know. fast are you moving through this well, stuff? Well, because I, ha- like, I have to have three in every room of my house, like in every bag, in every car. Like every car. Every I have car. one. 2001 Camry. Your Barbie um, Jeep. <laughs> um, the agave lip mask. Which it, flavor? The red tinted one, which does not have a flavor. Um, the found beauty, but that's actually more for color, not for moisturizer. I would say for just, just straight up moisture, the Drunk Elephant and the Dr. Bronner's, both of those lip balms are right now my definite go-tos. Uh, we got um, we got the lip balm from a drunk elephant. I gave it to my boyfriend for Valentine's Day. And Are you I'm kidding me? Regretting it greatly, but I'm going to go buy some. I'm happy to support. I have to buy it. Oh I can't my. ask him. I can't be, cannot ask him to give it back. Yes, it a, you can. His lip had a giant crack in oh, it. And he, he was like, he, he was using some like bullshit ass lip balm that was like from the 99 cent store. Yeah, basically. <sighs> and I was like looking at this giant crack and I'm like, it was like this moment where I was like looking back and forth in between my big bag of like skincare supplies and his cracked lip and i was like this moral dilemma was like do i give him this nice lip balm that i'm really excited (laughs) to use i was like whatever i'll just be a good person and i'm not gonna lie it's like it does hurt me a little bit when i see him take it out of his pocket and use it (laughs) but i'm gonna go buy some because i really want to try it and give it like a proper try and i can't ask for it back that's so mean another good more affordable one is just the whole foods brand chapsticks those are always a good go-to like and they have fun flavors like cranberry orange and peppermint those those are good, I also think. I love agave lip mask. Mm-hmm. It's sticky. It's weird. It's not like any other lip balm I've ever used, but the maple for me just gives me a little brown tint, um. and it's really lovely, and I love that maple smell, and it just tastes so sweet. I love agave lip mask. I do, too. I love the beauty. stick and the... the- the stick the the tube one the mushy one i keep in my car in the mornings i'm it's so cold i have to put it in front of my car my heater i love yeah to heat it up or if you put that shit in your pocket it's like drugs i get to like heat it up with a spoon (laughs) i put it on top wait or put it in my put it in my bra sometimes Mm. i am like so simple with my lip balm i really don't branch out i still use nux rev de meal at night the honey pot i've used it for years that's a great one Ugh, it's so good. I just love what lip balm. Your, what are your thoughts on the lip, the Laneige lip mask? 
I knew this day would come. I, um, I'm in the same boat, I think. I can tell. I just ultimately am here to question the marketing that is called lip masks. What What are you it's trying a, it, to... It's a Korean thing, I think. What are you... Uh, but everybody's doing it. Everybody has their lip mask. Even mm. the agave, that is technically a lip mask. But for me, it's, it's balm. There's no... I'm not having an experience where I'm putting something on at night and I'm waking up and my lips are in a different state of moisture. The NUX does that for me. I, I just don't feel like I'm finding that. The Laneige does not do that for me. It slips, it slides, I wake up, there's no perceptible difference. No, and I, I just, it also, the Laneige has, a, it's watermelon scented, so it has fragrance. And I'm like, I just don't want this near my nighttime routine. Maybe in the daytime I would use it, but it's definitely not the number one that I'm reaching for. No, absolutely not. And I have to shout out a European lip balm that is my absolute favorite. I can't believe I haven't. I'm sure I've brought this up. Hold on. So there's Labello, which is like a European lip balm you can get. Yes. But I discovered that the better version of Labello is called, it's BB, B-E-B-E. It's the same kind of thing. Like you can buy it in any drugstore in Europe. But the pink BB is so amazing. I think it's called like rose or something. And it has this light vanilla-y smell. Oh, it's Zart Rose, B-E-B-E. I think it's German. And it's my absolute favorite light vanilla scent lip balm. Oh, I dream about it. I have so many stockpiled in my house. BB, it's an amazing buy if you're in Europe. I mean... It's like a light. It's like a grab and go. Like it's not like a thick. It's not a lip mask. I need to see this. Oh, I'll show you next time you're at my house. It's so amazing. Okay, more questions. I'm loving these questions. Rachel Kirkley asks favorite perfumes. I'm gonna toss that one over to you, mm. since I'm not too big on perfume. I love perfume so much, so fucking much. I have so many perfumes on my nightstand. My all-time favorite perfume, oh shit, I don't even know what it's called. I'm going to see if I can find a picture. I love anything with a gardenia scent. Gardenia or jasmine are my absolute favorite scents in the world. Oh, I, those are like my two least favorites. Really? I love floral. I know it's a little grandma-y, but sometimes like, like in a jasmine essential oil or like a gardenia oil, something simple like by that brand Pacifica, you know that brand? Mm-hmm. Something like that will sometimes be like the most pure, like simple way to like get that scent across. But I'm really, I've been rotating between Gucci Bloom, um, I love, oh gosh, I mean, this is a tough one. I like Lilabo. I use sometimes I use that one Santal Thirty Three. Mm. That's kind of like overused. Like anytime I wear it, people go, "Oh, are you wearing Santal?" I'm like, "Oh, okay." People know what I'm wearing. <laughs> I, I think my favorite my favorite scent is like a, a a jasmine or a gardenia like essential oil like a rollerball oh i will get down with a lemon or an orange essential oil yeah that that's not or grapefruit mm. oh. and that oil kind of heats up when you move it kind of lasts throughout the day you can reapply it and it just adapts to your skin it doesn't feel like cloying or alcoholy you know what i mean yeah that's now i'm like i want to find a really awesome citrus essential oil perfume Mm. like grapefruit lemon orange mix or something i don't know okay this is an interesting question this is from oyster cannoli 
Love that name. (laughs) Do you feel like LA is a beauty bubble? Is there a lot of pressure to have health and wellness in LA slash are there any things or behaviors that are so specifically LA that you guys think are entertaining? I'm going to say right now, overpriced haircuts. I That's crazy. Like, I mean, you know, I was going to the fucking student haircuts at Paul Mitchell or whatever. You best have been. Thank you. It's like, there. That is a really, that's a really good point, Esther. People are spending way too much money on haircuts. And like, it's almost like it's socially unacceptable to spend less than $200. And that is insane to me. And I don't want to disrespect the art form of haircutting, but it's just, I I don't know. That's where being from Skokie really comes in strong. And I'm like 40 to $50. I go to a junior stylist at Mario Tricocci every time I'm in Skokie. I mean, that changed recently because of this show, but I promise you, when this show is done, I will be going right straight to Old Orchard Mall for my next $40 oh, wait. haircut. I found my favorite perfume. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to dig through okay, this website I to find it. I was just giving a passionate monologue. Um, <laughs> hate to stop you. Let me stop you right there. Uh, no, I, I hear you with the hair. It's like I went through this phase when I would get highlights, and it would be like hundreds of dollars. So crazy. But no, I, I feel you want a cheap haircut. All right, let's just hear about your okay, favorite Okay, okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> okay, it's by, I found it once at this place, Scent Bar in Los Angeles, because I had a gift card, and it's this little thing of oil, and it's a little expensive. I think I would buy it again, though, because every time I wear it, I get shocking compliments on it. Like, men are stopped dead in their tracks what? when I wear this. Okay, I'm remembering more of my favorite perfume. Okay, it's called... Mon Yet Paris, M-O-N-Y-E-T-T-E. Okay. It's a tiny little rollerball. Oh my god. Is it fragrance this or essential isn't oil? just sexy? It's big night out sexy. I'm reading the description. It's real Himin sexy. It's amazing. Creamy and luscious. This bewitching scent combines gardenia and island vanilla orchid, a sweet earthy vanilla. The result is an entrancing oil that blend that melts into your skin and lasts for hours. It's utterly addictive. Ooh, girl. Oh, it's so good. It is like it's like earth shatteringly sexy. How much is it? It's $45 for something that's this big, but I've had it for years. And Do I'm you like, know if it's fragrance or essential oil based? It says it's an oil blend, but I'm not okay. sure if that means it's like an essential oil. I'm not really sure, but oh my God. It's like oh, people are like shook when they hug me and I wear this. People like can't get enough. Can you say the name one more time? Moniette. Paris in and a little green roller ball. You can buy it online. Okay. Oh, I lose my mind just thinking about it. That it's did make very me just, sexual. Just think that the everyday oil scented the the like oil the one that smells is so good. Yep. I love that smell. It makes me feel very sexy. For LA expensive bubbles, for me it's all about skincare and like these small procedures that people get done. I feel like girls in LA, girls that are like Instagram influencers are getting these constant extremely expensive non-invasive procedures that we as mere mortals can't even understand unless you're going to this like really expensive dermatologist. But it's like I've had a taste like I'll go to a dermatologist and they'll be like, "Do you want to try our Forma facelift or something?" and it's just like this thing that you've never heard of, you've never read about, and it's like $3,000, yep. and you see these before and afters, and it's like 
girls' faces are literally like tighter and look amazing, but it's like I don't have fucking four thousand dollars lying around. No, and even and, if I did, no, like that is taking advantage. I I just don't. But that's the thing. It's we live in this unrealistic society where girls are like, I don't get plastic surgery. I don't do this. Bella Hadid. I don't get fillers. But they're getting these like non-invasive, extremely expensive skin procedures that are like lasers and heat and like all this crazy shit that are making a difference and microcurrents and like things are lifting and no one's being honest about it. They're so expensive and like I can't afford it. I can't keep up with it. So it's just like we better make do with what we have. But also think about it. Then your whole life is dedicated to that. Like how many times are you going into the dermatologist getting these fancy procedures? Like that's not a way to live. A way to live is like seeing friends and having fun and not just obsessing Traveling. over your appearance. Like that's I look I love to sit in front of that mirror and like play with my face and put makeup on. But when it comes to spending hours on maintenance, I I just start to get really upset like even even a long fucking haircut and hairstyle or like a nail appointment like that's so much already it just seems like it's some of these girls full-time jobs it is because it's like even like okay let's say i do i'm like you know what i've saved up i want to get my three thousand dollar procedure it's gonna be like three sessions it's like hi i have a nine to five job when am i scheduling that it's like these girls it's like yeah they have nothing to people have nothing to do during the day you can like go schedule like a 12 p.m appointment good for you you have the most perfect face like have that great that can be your thing like that's i'm not getting into that game no it's i hear you and like like let's say something's three to four thousand dollars that's literally a trip to like amsterdam or something oh, that le- but that's the thing is that the people that like you said the people that are spending on that they have unlimited money they have access to unlimited money the hadids like come on get out of here hadids yeah i am like also shook i don't know if you saw this headline this week that kim kardashian said at her makeup masterclass on the record that she's never had a nose job no. she's had a nose job she's it's had like, more than one I she's feel had like. more than one nose job i don't i'm not claiming to say i know exactly what she's gotten but i'm sorry look at the before and afters like she's gotten like there's less nose that's so that's like why do these girls lie i don't get it why lie you have everything you've you, we know you're the one of the most beautiful women like you have anything you could want and I more know. why not just be honest and tell people what you've gotten done a nose job is nothing it's a bummer because i actually feel like kim was i don't want to hate on kim because she has done so much positive i think for for women because think about it when you and i were in high school what was the ideal of beauty? yeah tall skinny, skinny unattainable anorexic Lindsay lohan anorexic nicole richie like kim has made it she made curvy big boobs working mainstream. out yes yes and then also i remember she was one of the first celebrities to like talk openly about cellulite and stretch marks she's not like that now but she was back in the day and i do think she's she's done a lot of good we're no kim haters on this podcast that's for we sure. are not that's for sure look we'll say some things here and there but ultimately i do Comes think from a place of love i do think the kardashians they've done some good for us but that being said, this like insistence on lying about never getting a nose job, dude. <laughs> be just honest. That's and Bella Hadid saying she's not have never gotten plastic surgery. She's like, what are these what? girls doing? Oh, they just live in their own little universe. Maybe they don't believe they've gotten plastic surgery. <laughs> like they actually forgot. <gasps> oh, oh God. Sick. 
All right, Esther, I'm sorry that I interrupted you about the perfume. That was kind of, that was a low moment. No, but no, no. I know what it's like when you really need to was think of the product and then you finally got it. That's a big deal. It was, a, it was an immediate must. I was just teasing. Um, okay, we have so many more questions. I know. I feel like, are we out of time though? We are kind of running out of time here. Here's one for you, Esther. Okay. First question from, it's Katie Blattman. It's a two-part question. One is, how long will it take Esther to drink all that oat milk? I will post a picture on our Instagram. Esther has 20 cartons of oat milk. It's doomsday prepper vibes. Like, you'd see, it's it's like your secret shame. In theory, it should get me through a year. That will not happen because I will end up giving it to friends. I would say that. That should be at least a solid six months. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty good. And then this isn't a question, but more of a comment from Katie. Daya mac and quote cheese is way better than Annie's, and adding in roasted veggies makes it 100. Katie, thank I you, girl. I have had that Daya. mac and cheese, and it's awesome. It's so good. She's so right. Katie knows what's up. It's so good. Oh my god, Esther, this was so fun. I know. Thank you to the Glomies for writing in. We uh we really appreciate it. We love having these little chats with you guys. We're gonna butt chug some oat milk. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. Yay, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Let's go.